Welcome to another episode of Two Marks and an Eagle. I am your host, Mark Number One, J Rat, and with me is my partners, my the Kofi Kingston and the Xavier Woods. To my big E, Mark Number Two, Adam, and our Eagle, Peter. Today we'll be talking about SmackDown for the oh-so superstitious Friday the Thirteenth. And here we go. After that intro, I do have to point out that, you know, the United States shutdown also began on a Friday the 13th, March 13th, shutdown. 2020. Oh, the United right. States shutdown happened for COVID. I don't pay attention to that. It's Friday the 13th, <laughs> man. I pay attention uh, to every Friday the 13th. I, I never pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take being Kofi Kingston. I'm okay with this. I absolutely will take being Xavier Woods. I was sitting here thinking, I hope I'm Xavier Woods. I hope I'm Xavier Woods. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that least accomplish of the group. (sighs) Oh, anyway, we're not going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep finding more stables, and we're not going to keep fighting over who's who. You're going to make me the We didn't fight over the last one. (laughs) I'll definitely take being Terry Gordy. But you were, right. you were, uh, you're, no. what's the other guy? Yeah. Roy Rogers? Not Roy Rogers. Was it Roy no, Buddy Rogers? That's Buddy right. Rogers. Buddy, Buddy Rogers. Rogers. That's right. Hey, the nature boy, Buddy Rogers, oh, who Ric Flair God, named himself after. We're, uh, we're all so off track. All right. Back on track. <laughs> so we're starting the show. <laughs> God, we're so With John Cena and, Ro- and Roman Reigns promos, I don't really have any notes because it's really the same arguments they had last week. You know what it is? Here's I had some notes on this. Here's what I'll say about this. I enjoyed it, and I liked how Roman brought it up again. It's like, dude, look, you're saying the same things you said before. It's boring. I expected more out of you. And I liked how he did change it at the end. One thing I will say is what I would like to see, I actually kind of want to see Cena lose this match oh, at SummerSlam. Yeah, he's going to. He probably is. You're, I mean, he, more than likely he's going to lose. But what I want to see happen is I kind of want to see him lose and then he takes it like so seriously and so into himself that he leaves. And when he comes back at like Survivor Series or maybe WrestleMania, he comes back as the doctor of thugonomics to retap into when he was the old to when he first came in to retap into that. And then that brings out the best in him. And then we have that match. And then, because then, if he because if he goes back into that gimmick, we will get even better promos. Because his best promos was when he was the Doctor of Economics. That was the best times of him. They weren't PG thirteen though. But you know what? You can. But if anyone's going to get away with it, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. Roman's talking about missionary position for twenty years, and why Bell and why Nikki Bella Nikki. left. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to go into that point, 
those two can get away with almost can get away with it. She could tap back into that and we can get even better promos. The only problem is Dr. Economics is obviously a very heel, more of a heel character. And Roman Reigns is the heel of this, of this story. So that's, that's the only problem that you would have with that. But I would love to see him tap back into that to do, to bring that back out for this kind of a story to drag it out for him from WrestleMania, from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. See, I honestly think that Roman Reigns had the best line in this promo to sum it up, which is when he came out and said, don't waste my time, because that's what this yeah. was. Yeah. Um, at the same time, with what Sutton's talking about, I am very worried that this is going to be a repeat of uh, Roxena and their oh, and I no. don't want it to drag it out that long. So I actually want Cena to win. And the reason I want Cena to win is so we can get Cena's milestone out of the way. We can move on from it. And Cena can just either fade into obscurity or he can come out back as the guy to put someone over. And so what I want is I want Cena to win. I want him to have a two to three month title run tops. That's the longest I want it to be. And have it, him drop it to somebody who's not Roman Reigns. Biggie. Um, no, it, not Big E because he's the Money in the Bank guy. No, and here's here's but here's no here's here's what you can do to build that. See, I think it mean if you're gonna put somebody over, especially to to Cena's level to a point, it's got to be at WrestleMania. So if he's gonna win, he needs to keep it to WrestleMania to put somebody over like that. I guess you could say it would work if Cena wins this match. Cena keeps the belt until, say, the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, um, Elimination Chamber, or Royal Rumble. I don't know what other ones are right before WrestleMania. But let's say Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber. Fastlane? Huh? Fast. Fastlane? Oh God, that's still a thing. Anyway. I yeah. Ugh. But he keeps it up anyway. until then. And... I that's when Biggie cashes the title in, and Biggie's first defense is Cena's um, rematch. If you're going to do that, that would be okay as long as B- Biggie wins both matches. But I don't really want Cena to be around that long. Like, I'm enjoying the nostalgia of him. I love having him back. I missed him while he was gone. But we all know he's just going to start curating movies again in about six to ten months so he's gonna disappear he's gonna be brock lesnar i don't want a brock lesnar champion i don't want a goldberg champion that's who john cena is now he's brock lesnar or goldberg at best so i don't want him to hold it that long but i want him to win it so i don't feel like we're gonna end up back in that cena versus the rock thing think we're getting ahead of ourselves because of what happened later on tonight impossible so i i think we're worrying a bit too much because i think i know what's gonna happen fair uh so the first match uh we had nakamura versus apollo for the intercontinental championship and king King nakamura no i'm not gonna call him that (laughs) uh first note i had was uh Oh, look, it's the carousel of Intercontinental Championship matches coming around again. And then the, then the last note I put, well, that maybe looks stupid for writing that. 
Yeah. And it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I liked how both uh, people that accompanied to the ring, both Boogs and Disease, got kicked out. Yeah, I, I wrote, and, and this is such a, I mean, watching this after AEW, I was like, oh my God, some actual officiating. It's so nice to see. Right. It was really good. And hey, you know what? Shinsuke comes up with the win. New Intercontinental Champion. Second time Intercontinental Champion for Shinsuke as well. Yeah. But I mean, I think the interference was unnecessary. And kind of pointless. And I appreciate that Shinsuke's got the belt now. Um, I wish they would drop the King gimmick. I mean, I, I kind of like uh, when they called him uh, Kingsuke. Now it's just King Nakamura, and I never really liked the King gimmick to begin with. I I didn't like when yeah. Booker did it. I don't like it now. I don't like it when Sheamus did it. You didn't know. like it when Corbin did it? No. But the fact that it's a defendable title now, which is weird. Um, yeah. It I needs mean, to be dropped. Yeah. This was a better match, I think, from Shinsuke, though. I mean, I... I usually don't like Shinsuke's matches, but I think this one was a better showing from Shinsuke. Yeah, it I'm, felt weird just to let them put the title on him again, since we always keep saying how much Vince hates foreign champions. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least champions that don't really speak good English. Right. But he also might drop it at SummerSlam, so... It's possible. We don't have a match for it. There's Not, not yet. Happens. Yeah. Apollo yeah, will we, probably ask for a rematch. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, good match. I enjoyed it. And the next thing I have after that is the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. Yep. Yeah. I put... I put uh, <laughs> I put both of these teams must have been playing Halo because they're totally channeling red versus blue vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I, but they work so well together. I enjoyed it. I, oh yeah. I also appreciated that they put in like a little video recap of the feud because yeah. although now I recognize I've been watching these guys fight for the last two months, every time they have fought, I've been like, why are these two fighting? And the fact that they threw that little video recap in there to, like, remind me that, yes, there's been a feud going on for a couple months, and it just hasn't made that big of an impression in me, in my mind, um, kind of helped so that for me to get hype for the match, if you will. Um, and then Montez Ford coming back from injury, I thought was, you know, they did a pretty good job of hyping me up for that as well, that, you know, Otis was the one who put him out, and now he's coming back, and his first match back is against the same guy. I think they did a pretty good job of, of putting that over. Yeah. And these two teams, they, these guys work really well together. Like, I think the combination of of Otis and Chad Gable works really well together. I think Otis is better here than he was in his old team. I like him much better with this. I still like heavy machinery. I don't like heavy. I, I didn't like heavy machinery. I, the partner was a waste. You didn't I like. Know. I was. You didn't like. Tucker. I was. Tucker. I was. I was gonna call him Tucker Carlson. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> no, no, I did not like heavy machinery as a team. I like much 
I you like the Butterbean 2.0? Yeah, it works better for him. You know, it's funny because like I didn't think I was gonna like this when they first heel turned Otis, and I was like, "There's no way this is gonna work. It's no way it's gonna get over." But I'm definitely wrong about that. I think it's better. Like, I don't know, like his demeanor, his facials. It just it works for him. I think I think it works better. Was uh, was the ending of this match like a subtle dig at the other promotions because he he just slaps him on the back talking like oh you're so good and then she's like that's a tag and he goes no that's not a tag she goes oh you touched him it's a tag I felt like that was like a subtle dig at all of the other promotions that just don't do legal tags all the time now. But you know, at the same time, WWE does the same thing a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, now that you're saying it, I could see it as that. I didn't see that in real time. I just thought it was funny that he accidentally tagged himself in. Yeah. I also put freaking Montez Ford almost killed himself. Because <laughs> if he was like a couple inches past Otis Moore, that could have ended really badly. And. Yeah. I wonder if that's because he misjudged Otis's height. Because Otis is, like, deceptively short for the size and weight that he is. And I wonder if Montez Ford just, like, as he was launching himself, thought Otis was a good, like, three or four inches taller. And that's why he overshot him so much. It's possible. Because, I mean, what, Otis is, what, 5'7"? Yeah. 5'8"? Right, right. He is short. Yeah, he really is. And he's deceptively short because of how big he is. Like, you don't expect him to be that short because he's a wrestler. But he really is short. <laughs> All right. It's, it's very possible. Then we do... Street Profits we, win. Yeah, Street Profits win the match, which will probably... I'm going to guess we we'll, might have a match at SummerSlam, maybe. Uh, well, hopefully. I mean... With the Usos interrupting with their video, I think SummerSlam's probably going to be a title shot for one of these two teams. Oh, they've already confirmed it's the Mysterios. Okay. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of that match then. I'm sorry. My yep. bad. Yeah. Yeah, you are. My bad. Next, we have a Seth Rollins promo. Coming out dressed like my grandma's couch. I was... My comment was like Seth Rollins ribs, robbed somebody's grandma's house and took the curtains and made a, <laughs> made a suit out of it. My first yeah, note is I... his suit looks like a couch from the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like this. I, I like, I know, I, there's no way you could buy that many things. This is definitely like WWE is either buying or making these and the quality just keeps going down. This is the, the uh, Seth Rollins falling further and further into insanity. Yeah, I think it's more. That of, would be hilarious. I think it's more of people like Jeremy like his suits at the WWE's. Like, no, you're not supposed to like his suits. So we're just gonna make them worse. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that'd be that, that'd work. That'd be hilarious. I, I really did like his early suits, though. They were so good. I, it was a decent promo. I just I don't discount know. edge and the video package. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was an okay promo, but it was too long. It was very long. He went on so long and he didn't get interrupted, which I'm happy he didn't because it's so rare someone can put on 
any kind of promo without getting interrupted. But he went on for like 10 minutes. And it was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Somebody interrupt him, please. I thought Edge was supposed to be here tonight. No, that no, was that's, the whole promo. That's why he said he wasn't there. Yeah, the yeah. whole promo was about how Edge wasn't there. Yeah. It was a good, decent promo. I just, when did he get such a high voice? He's always had it like that. That's why I don't really like it when he shouts or when he does that fake laugh because his voice is so much higher. Yeah. So, but yeah. Decent promo moved into the next match, though, with uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Dirty Dogs. And my first note is we have three of the best workers in this company in this match. Yeah. Was one of my other notes I had was it shows like to me it shows that the Dirty Dogs are the best tag team workers and two of the best workers period because that was the best Dama's look since he's been on the roster and had matches. Yeah, was wrestling these two. That's for sure. They made him look so much better than what he actually is, and I don't like saying because I do like Rey Mysterio, but Dom is not ready for this spot yet. And those two, Dolph and Rude, made him look so good. Yeah. The perks of nepotism. And it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that they are stuck in the position they're in because they are so good. Yeah, they they should be multi multi time tag champs already. Dolph should be multi time like world champ, like WWE yeah. champion. He should like ugh. feel so bad for Dolph Ziggler. I enjoyed this match. It was a really good match. Um, yeah. The Mysterios won this match. So and it w- and they didn't lose by distraction. Yeah. They, And so by winning this match, it looks like they've set up this with the Mysterios versus the Usos again at SummerSlam. So, yeah. Uh, that's the match I've been able to find so far. And we'll see if this one's any better than the last one we had. Yeah. They'll just they'll both be pinned at the same time and yeah. they'll just keep doing going on. Maybe. Uh um next thing I have is the Corbin promo, which led into the Corbin match. I like it's oh when KO came out and he goes, uh, who begs for a hundred thousand dollars? And I go, Your boss KO, he begs for a lot more money when he's selling stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but Corbin's not selling anything. All right, but it was still begging for money. All right, That's yeah, trying to be yeah. funny. Um, yeah, that yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm, getting I'm tired of the Corbin thing. Yeah, I'm done with this gimmick, but I think that this it's going to change. Yeah, I mean, I, I know so. that the WWE has uh, filed for a copyright on the free or the ring name of happy Corbin, which is why I've started calling him homeless Corbin in all of my notes. I like Um, sad Corbin, uh, sad Corbin for a while. And then he declared himself homeless. So now he's homeless. Corbin is now is a bankrupt Corbin. Oh, bankrupt Baron. Yeah. Maybe it should be bankrupt Baron, bankrupt Corbin, BB, um, BBC. (laughs) There you go. Um, even if this had some inkling at some point of you should feel bad for this person, we've moved so far past that that it's like... Now it's just unbelievable. Yeah, 
you're so out of touch. You're so ridiculously bad. There is absolutely no way to have sympathy for you. It's it's physically impossible to do it. And you're just the same dude we've always seen. And then, like, they throw out, like, random things of how, like, Corbin got fined for violating the dress code. And it's like, dude, a t-shirt at the Goodwill is 50 cents, man. Like, you have to own more than one shirt. And... I just kind of wondered if this was a gimmick for Corbin to grow his hair back. You know, he used to be a long-haired guy. He didn't really look good as a long-haired guy. He shaved his head. He didn't really look good as bald. So now he's kind of homeless and disheveled, so he's allowed to let his hair go kind of crazy. And, like, during the match, I think it was Pat McAfee said a line where he was like, oh, his hairline quit on him and everybody else <laughs> quit on him too. That was great. It was great. But I'm kind of wondering if that's what this was. Was he wanted to grow his hair back? <laughs> well, I think they kind of put the nail on, on the head like he's not going to be begging for money anymore because he lost this match. But then at the end, he took off with Biggie's briefcase. Right. Which, so I have the feeling, and I will be very sad if this happens. He's going to keep it because of I, rules. Just don't, I mean, you can sign your con- your name on somebody else's contract. You might as well just steal somebody else's briefcase. Well, he is he is either going to try to cash in during the Cena and Reigns match, and he is going to win, and then he's going. That's what makes him happy, Corbin. Or he'll try to cash in during that match, and like Cena will pin him to therefore somehow. Because they'll make it a triple threat, and then Reigns won't lose, technically. They don't have to worry about money in the bank, and Cena now gets his 17-time world championship. Now, I I do not want to, that to happen at all, because that would just really piss on Big E after seeming to get this push. But it would change Corbin's... Uh, you know, car- career, quote unquote, and then it would salvage either Cena or Reigns losing at SummerSlam to then set up another match later on down the line. Yeah, the thing with the stealing of the briefcase it, that pissed me off the most was when the announcers were like, oh, can he cash that in? And then the other announcer, I don't remember who was saying what, but the other announcer was like, no, that's not how it works. And it was like, that's literally what you did the last time. That is exactly what you did the last time. You just week. You just showed us last week that anybody can do that. No, I'm not I'm not even talking about the contract signing. Literally, the Miz stole the money in the bank briefcase from Otis, cashed it in, and won the championship. It is that's already other- precedent with the exact last time this happened. There hasn't even been a time in between in which someone stole a briefcase, cashed it in, and became champ. There hasn't been another briefcase since then. So the very last briefcase we had, someone stole it and cashed it in and became champ and was accepted as said champ. So absolutely 100% Baron Corbin should be allowed to because that's what you let happen last time. And if you let it happen last time, you have to let it happen this time because it's now an established rule. Whoever owns yeah. the brief, whoever holds the briefcase is the owner. 
Possession is nine tenths of the law. Yeah, which is which is why you guys are talking about. Oh, Cena should do this, and I'm like, I don't. With Corbin having the briefcase now, I think that's what they're gonna do. Which, if you have such little faith in building a Money in the Bank storyline, just don't have the pay per view anymore. Just don't do it. Right. I I don't know why it's that hard, but they're a company, and companies can't think at all. Man. So we'll see. Maybe Big E will beat the shit out of him next week and get it back. Who knows? Yeah. To kind of go back real quick, uh, so we had the o- Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin match that we kind of skipped. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens wins the match. The stipulation of the match was that if Kevin Owens wins, Baron Corbin can no longer come out and start begging for money from everybody. But if Baron Corbin won, that Kevin Owens has to give him $1,000. Which he wasn't sure if it would work since he he wasn't sure if his card scanner could transfer Canadian money to American money or not. Which I thought was a pretty funny line. It was yeah. a pretty funny line. I'll I'll agree with that. But at the same time, it was like it 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 didn't make a lot of sense to have that match because when they when they introduced this promo they said this was Cor- Corbin's last time begging for money and then he comes out and he says I'm not even going to ask you guys again this will be the last time I ever do it and then KO is like okay I challenge you to a match and if I win you can never do it again and it was like well we've already established that twice this is the last time he's ever going to do it remember they, they have smooth brain audience members so they got to really just Pound that home. He's never going to do it again. Oh, God. <laughs> My first note with the match, though, nobody wins with the headbutt. True. <laughs> yeah, mediocre match. Not bad. Kevin Owens wins, which leads to Barry Corbin stealing the Money in the Bank briefcase backstage. Yeah. And then for the final segment of the show, we have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair the contract signing for the title match at SummerSlam. Which, again, all the women in the entire roster should have ran down to try to put their name on the contract. Yeah. Right? I also found it really funny that during this contract signing, when they when Sasha and Bianca start, like, bickering back and forth, and, like, they, Sasha calls her a bitch, and then she calls her going back and forth, like, no, 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 we got to stop. We're not doing this. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you mean you tell me that you're going to freak out with Sasha calling her a bitch? <clears throat> But yet, Roman can make missionary position jokes in the start of the show, <laughs> and no one says a goddamn thing. No, I think they were making a they were making a jab at the fact that no contract signing in WWE happens without them flipping the table. Like they were literally talk, they were going back to Pete's thing how no contract signing is legit unless the table gets flipped because they were starting to fight, and then yeah. uh, Peraza was like, "These contract signings are always getting out of control. You need to sign it." Sonia Deville. Was it? Why do I keep you said Deanna Peraza? Yeah, She's on impact, I, buddy. God damn it! They, I, I don't know why my brain. very different people. Yeah, listen, listen I Sonia Deville's promo to hype this contract signing was hands down the best introduction to a contract signing I have ever heard. She was so passionate about talking about this contract signing for whatever reason. I don't know why she was so passionate about it. But she was so passionate about it. And then when she was just like, no, 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 we ain't doing this again. These contract signings are getting out of control. 
I think it was definitely a dig at John Cena just signing a piece of paper and doing that. Um, and I have probably for the last 25 years been living under the impression that a contract signing is not legit until the table's flipped. Um, but what Bianca, not Bianca, what uh, Banks Sasha. did with the table at the end was much better than flipping it. <laughs> I, I also really loved her doing the bank statement with Bianca's hair. I was gonna, I that put was that awesome. I put that down. I was like, so Adam now is happy because she's getting her hair used <laughs> as a weapon. The thing Adam has been telling everyone to do if she uses it as a weapon. Turn it around on her. Also, is there going to be like a woman's stable now? Because that's what it seemed like. Oh yeah, because they were with all Carmella wearing matching gear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was getting very beautiful people vibes out of that. Oh, no. With the matching ring. With better wrestlers. Well, yeah, their gimmick won't be as annoying. All right. So at the end of SmackDown, we'll go ahead and talk about the matches that are set as of right now for SummerSlam, as this will be coming out the day before the pay-per-view. So um, as of right now, we have Roman Reigns and John Cena for the Universal Championship. We also have... Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. We have Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's title. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Championship. We have confirmed Edge versus Seth Rollins, which is just a, a normal match at this point. We have the Usos and Rey Mysterio and the Mysterios. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, and then we also have Sheamus and Damian Priest for the U.S. title, are the confirmed matches right now for SummerSlam. Okay. So there's do we want also, to go from the top down or the bottom up? I mean, we can go. We can go from the top down since the first match is Reigns and Cena. Unless next week des- uh, drastically changes, I might stick with my th- theory. I think Corbin is going to try to enter with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, I, d- I don't think Cena will win. I think Roman will beat him for that. But then that'll set up their next feud. So I say Roman is going to pin Corbin. So you think this is going to be a triple threat match? He will try to get in and they'll try to make it a triple threat and then Roman will pin him. Cause I just, I don't think they're going to want to break that record of 16 times with Cena. I know they're teasing it. I don't think they're ever going to pull that trigger. I don't know. I think they will at some point. I, if they're going to do it, this is the only time <clears throat> to do it. Cause after this point, it's just going to get less and less probable that Cena would ever actually come back long enough to do it. I think this is their best window to make that happen. I Cena's going to win? Yeah, I think Cena's winning this match. I want Cena to win, but I think that Roman Reigns is going to win. I think that Roman Reigns is going to win and Corbin is going to attempt to cash in after Roman Reigns wins. And Roman Reigns is going to knock him out and pin him. And then I think that Big E is going to make an argument that 
this wasn't a legit match and he should get his contract back. And I think they're probably going to carry that into fruition where Big E gets the briefcase back after Corbin loses his cash-in. All right. So, so Goldberg and Lashley? Bobby Lashley. I, Lashley. Oh, boy. I don't know. Man. I want Lashley to win, but they've never brought Goldberg back to have him lose. To Except really the have Brock. Well, but he beat Brock two out of three times. Yeah. He beat him twice, and the third match, Brock finally won, which didn't mean anything. I feel like that's too predictable. I have very low expectations for this. Yeah, and hopefully WWE can clearly see nobody wants this match, so I'm going to say Lashley is still going to beat Goldberg, albeit MVP is probably going to interfere in some way. But he'll still win. See, I I got to disagree that nobody wants this match because people continually chant Goldberg's name. Um, so I think the fans in attendance, if only the fans in attendance, they want this match. They want Goldberg to win. I think that the WWE is going to listen to the fans in attendance. I also think they're going to follow the standard Goldberg suit of let's just have Goldberg win. And... Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Goldberg's going to win this match. I think it's going to be three moves. Goldberg wins, Goldberg leaves, and then they have a rematch at SummerSlam, and the belt is just gone until then. At SummerSlam? Not this, SummerSlam. Is that SummerSlam? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Sorry. God, we have to wait till WrestleMania for a rematch of this? I honestly think we'll have to wait till WrestleMania. What's the pay-per-view after SummerSlam? It's is not it Survivor Snow? Series. Uh, hang on, we're going mean, to cut this real quick. This is, gonna, this is probably going to be the shortest match of the night, right? Yes. Absolutely. No over matter who under wins. on 90 seconds. <sighs> over uh, under tr- on 90? Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go under on 90 seconds. I'm going to say over. If that'll I'm gonna if even, that I'm going to call it even at 90 seconds. We want to call it a uh, you want to do a Russell League point for it? Yeah, that might be the only point. It might be the only point I get. So yeah, might <laughs> <laughs> do a fuck you. You get the best ones of the night. Fuck right. off. This Says is the, the champ of Russell League. <laughs> yeah, and this might be my worst week. So we'll see. This one's di- this one's more difficult, honestly. Hey, Jeremy. So- I hope you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next we got after the Lashley Goldberg, we've got the women's triple threat. So Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. We kind of already talked about this one. I say Nikki Ash is gonna win, um, and I bet she is going to probably pin Rhea because of Charlotte knocking her out, and then she's gonna just throw Charlotte out. See, I'm kind of at the opposite thing. I think that. Flair will win in pinning Nikki after Rhea does her finisher. Yeah, I honestly think that Rhea's going to win, but my prediction for the match is that Nikki is not going to be very involved in anything up until the very end, and it's going to be mostly Charlotte versus Ripley for a good 75% of the match. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And then... Nikki's going to come in right at the end and take the pinfall from Ripley because Charlotte's not even in the picture anymore at that point. 
All right. So next we have Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. And I'm going to call, I think Sasha Banks takes her title back. Yeah, I Bianca has beaten too many people. Um, if she beats Sasha, that there's literally not going to be anyone really for her to beat, and they're not going to have a good story to go with it. Um, so I say Sasha's going to beat her. Albeit, she's probably going to cheat to win since she's in full heel mode. So she's probably going to cheat in some way to beat Bianca for the title, which then sets up their third rubber match to at a later date. At probably payback. Survivor honestly. Series. Yeah. See, I'm going to yeah. go the other yeah. way with that. I think um, Belair's going to win. I think that Sasha is going to attempt to cheat using uh, Mela and Vega to her um, detriment. And her cheating is going to either cause her to get disqualified or it is going to backfire and Belair is going to win setting up the rubber match um, so that, you know, you have like a clean one, like a, a cage match or everyone's banned from ringside, something like that with a stipulation where they can't come in. All right. Uh, next after this, we have the only non-title match on the card so far, Edge versus Seth Rollins. And I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, yeah, like, both of them are in a situation where they can't really afford to lose. Having Edge lose three pay-per-view matches in a row for his comeback doesn't help. But if, Yeah, and if Seth loses, you kind of kill his... anything he was doing, because he was beating Cesaro and climbing the ladder for a title shot, but then if he loses to Edge, there goes both of their title shots against Roman. But I feel like he's still going to beat Edge. I don't... I I mean, like, obviously he's probably going to cheat. I don't know how. But again, if you already have some of the faces losing, you can't really have Edge lose. Nah, yeah, I'm going to have to go with that because because so many people are losing their titles. I think they're going to have to have Edge win. So, yeah, Edge will probably beat Rollins clean. I don't know. Like, Part of me thinks that we might get a, disqualif- a disqualification with the interference from... Cesaro, maybe I don't know, but I, I don't want to. Uh, no, that's edge. a heel. That's a heel thing. Cesaro wouldn't do that, right? I was also gonna say like, I don't want to really rehash Cesaro and Rollins again either. But I mean, if you still want a disqualification finisher, Rollins can always just disqualify himself. Yeah, it's true. But I don't see him doing that, trying to prove that he's better at the same time either. I don't know. Like it, it's weird. I'm not sure. I this is. Another one that's hard to call, and yeah, this one's a hard call for me too. Are two weeks out, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where they would go with the loser's storyline, right? So, I mean, Seth Rollins has come in. He's kind of been off his rocker for a while. He's kind of been talking about how he's the best, but 
the least appreciated wrestler in oh, wrestling. Oh. And I don't see how he can continue to say that if he loses the edge. But the he same... joined Sami Zayn as a conspiracy theorist. Oh, he back. Oh man. And now it's Rollins and Zayn, and they're both on the. Everyone's holding me back, and it's everyone against me. Zayn, they're going be... full actions. Yeah, Zayn can be the cameraman, and Rollins can be Alex Jones. There you go. Yeah, there. That's how that wins. And then the guy, wins. You guys are stealing my bit. Uh, no, we're mocking. You are coming bit. up with it. <laughs> um, but no, I like. I don't see where you're gonna go with Rollins if he loses this match, and he's the guy on TV. What but do you I, do with Edge? Yeah, well, exactly. What do you do with Edge after this? I mean, Edge isn't on TV every week. So NXT, can he take the loss and be okay because he's not on TV from week to week? Uh, but I also see Jeremy's point where it's like you're already having a lot of your faces lose at this point. Is that really where you want to take the whole show? Maybe it is. I, I kind of feel like Seth Rollins is going to win this match. Summer Simply. of villains. Yeah. Say, is it a heel pay per view? Yeah, heel pay per view, man. Bad guys always win. Um, but, like, I mean, we're, I, I don't see where you go with Rollins if he loses. Whereas Edge isn't on TV. So I think you have to let Rollins win this match. So I'm going to say Rollins. As of, as of right now, what I could see, I mean, if Rollins wins, you could almost set this up as a heel face match for Survivor Series. Cena... And the Mysterios and Edge, and then whatever they do with the IC title, if they have a match as the face side versus you know Reigns and Rollins and the Usos on the heel side for summer for Survivor Series for the ten man tag match. I, don't I know. might be thinking too far ahead. Yeah, it's possible. But didn't you pick Reigns to win? I did pick. No, I picked Cena to win. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm picking Reigns to win. Okay. So, I was just say, because if Reigns still has the belt, he shouldn't be in a Survivor Series match. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a 10-man tag match. It's kind of the big thing for Survivor Series. I know, but you still anyway. have the champ in there. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, we have the SmackDown Tag Championship with the Usos and the Mysterios. And I see the Usos retaining. I don't see the Mysterios winning this match. I think this is kind of the easiest one to pick. For me, honestly. I agree. I feel like if you want to start bringing doubt into when Reigns is going to lose, the Usos have to drop the belts first. And they're clearly pushing Dominic. I'll say that the, the Mysterios will probably will get the belts back. Okay. Well, see, I mean... I don't know if I agree with that because if you have Reigns lose to Goldberg, but the Usos defeat... Goldberg, no, no, no. Reigns no. lose to Cena. Reigns lose to Cena. Sorry. I'm not picking him to lose to Cena. I know, but I'm saying if you have Reigns lose to Cena, and then you have um, the Mysterios beat, uh, or I'm sorry, the Usos beat the Mysterios, that's when you can finally break that stable up, and you can have. The Usos basically come back at Reigns and be like, "Listen, we're the head of the family now. We're the we're the head of the table. You were the tribal chief, but you ain't anymore. 
and this is us now. And then the Usos cannot go off and do their own thing now that they're back and healthy and hopefully not drinking and driving anymore. Um, and then Reigns can go off and be his own man and do his own thing without them, you know, yapping at it. They've been him. Yeah. And if you're going to break up that family, that stable, now is the time to do it. And this is how you do it. Okay. And it doesn't work the other way around. If Reigns wins and the Usos lose, that doesn't break the stable up. The Usos have to win and Reigns has to lose in order to break the stable up. And if that's what they want to do, this is the time to do it. At the same time, I think the Usos are going to win. I don't think the Mysterios are in a spot right now where they're going to come back and win over the Usos because I don't think Dominic's ready. And based on the promos that Dominic and Ray have been doing over the last three or four weeks, I'm starting to get the feeling like Ray doesn't think that Dominic's ready. And Ray's just riding it out until he can get Dom back in the performance center and train again. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. And I said this might be my worst month ever, so. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to the last confirmed match we have as of right now, which is Sheamus versus Damian Priest for the U.S. title. And I think Damian Priest is going to win yeah. this match as well. This, this is my easiest pick. Priest is going to win clean over Sheamus. Which yeah, it's is fine. I like Sheamus as the champ, but I think this is also what Sheamus is meant to do at this point. He's going to put over the young guy, and he's going to make it a good show. And I'm looking forward to the match. It's like flipping a coin with two heads on it, man. Like, you know who's <laughs> going to win this yeah. match. <laughs> right. And I'm like I said, I'm cool with this. I really like Damian Priest, and I want to see him keep getting pushed. Yeah. So. I just want to see him right. move away from Miz and Morrison. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So is that going to be it for the week? I think that's going to be it for this show. For the week for us. We will see you guys next week. We will not be doing a regular show. We're actually going to be doing a, a live watch along on Twitch for SummerSlam this year. So come join us on that. We will be on here and be on Twitch. Come join us. Come say hi in the chat. Stop by. Leave a like and a comment. We will talk to you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye.